everybody, I'm JJ Hornblass, and this is the weekly wrap for Auto Finance News for the week of May 11. It's May 15, and I'm pleased to be joined by Nicole Casperson and Joy Pizzolatto, my uh, colleagues on Auto Finance News. Welcome. We had a uh, busy week this week uh, with uh, fallout from uh, continued fallout from the coronavirus crisis. Uh, the big news of the week was the uh, potential for bankruptcy at Hertz, uh, the major car rental company. So how is this uh, potentially going to impact uh, the used car market and the used car finance market by extension? Mm -hmm. So possibly the most immediately detrimental impact to the industry is the potential um, for Hertz bankruptcy um, and the liquidation of its fleet, which would flood uh, the used car market. Um, chief economists have told us that in a worst case scenario, um, the bankruptcy would essentially entail the liquidation of a large rental car uh, company's fleet at the same time that the off-lease um, extension bubble hits the market um, that has still, you know, is obviously still not recovered <laughs> at all and is in fact still taking hits from the uh, pandemic. So that's that worst case scenario. Um, you know, obviously next week we'll find out um, what Hertz kind of comes up with um, and works out with their, with their lenders. Um, however, you know, regardless of, you know, which either chapter 11 or chapter seven uh, bankruptcy, um, if they file under either or, it is going to mean a liquidation of its fleet in some manner. Um, which is going to hurt the market either way. So, and and I mean, used car prices have been on their way down since the coronavirus uh, pandemic started. Um, so, you know, what could we could we have? A, do we have a sense for when that might uh, this might impact the market? I, I would imagine it would have to be a, a kind of a bulk dynamic around. Uh, liquidation of assets, but that, that might not, that might take a while, I think, right? Mm -hmm. It can take up to six months um, for that liquidation of the fleet. Um, so that's kind of the point of contact that we're looking at. Um, so we may not realize how severe this would hurt the used vehicle market for, you know, six months. A company that has uh, so seen tremendous growth uh, over the last few years is Carvana, and and clearly the crisis is forcing it to make changes. Uh, there was a, uh, a a significant change in its underwriting standards, tightening its underwriting standards going forward. So why is Carvana doing this? Mm -hmm. So I think what is happening here is you know. Uh, Obviously, Carvana, the reason it's a big deal for the industry is folks are looking to that e-commerce business model uh, in hopes that it creates some sort of real solution, uh, mm -hmm. you know, given the pandemic. Um, you know, with that, obviously, the results weren't exactly promising. Um, as you said, they are tightening credit standards uh, for originations, um, which is something that other lenders do as well, especially when they dip into that lower credit tier, um, simply just to protect themselves from future losses. Um, and in this case, it was kind of a result of their uh, wholesale um, vehicle uh, profits declining uh, 60%, which is significant. 
And yeah. just to add um, to Please. that, you know, um, Carvana has been significantly over the last, I want to say, um, year, you know, up until the first quarter in 2020, um, ramping up its purchasing of vehicles um, through consumers and specifically consumers that are have no intention of buying a car from them just to kind of like pad that inventory. Um, and with the used vehicle market being what it is currently, um, the issue that they're running into is cars that they, vehicles that they bought prior to COVID-19 are now, have now um, depreciated in value so much that they needed to cut back on that car purchase program, as well as tightening the belt. And I think that also kind of has to do um, with the credit underwriting, um, you know, tightening. I mean, Joey, you also, you also got to figure that uh, they'll also have a, considering the, this, their circumstance, they'll also have consider, considerable implications from the Hertz dynamic as well. Well, absolutely. And there's, there's so many, um, you know, I feel like right now, especially this week and pretty going into next week too, we're in, we're in such a, like a, like an unknown transition phase where, you know, retail sales are kind of starting to inch their way back up still mm -hmm. well below normal. Um, but the, the sheer impact of the coronavirus has kind of like relaxed a little bit. Now everyone's looking forward to will Hertz um, go bankrupt. Are they going to have to liquidate right away? What's that going to look like? How many off-lease vehicles are coming back? Um, you know, how are that going to? How's that going to impact um, residual values for lenders' um, lease portfolios? And with all these variables coming in, everyone's just kind of like sitting and waiting, um, yeah. kind of now. And it, it's it's for Car for Carvana in particular. I mean, they're still expanding their network. They're expanding their network into a minus, you know, 30, 40% market, uh, which, uh, uh, you know, I, I hope it ends well for them, but I'm not sure. Uh, another company that has, uh, you know, really seen some of the implications from the crisis is American Credit Acceptance. Uh, so what's driving their uh, much steeper funding costs? Um, so just to kind of piggyback off of what I was just saying, you know, we're kind of in this, in this um, position of the unknown. Everybody expects from the high unemployment um, that, you know, credit losses are going to mount, um, especially not just for newly originated loans, but for loans, you know, two, three, four years um, going back. Um, you know, the unemployment level added another three million people this week. And maybe next week that'll that'll calm down, but nobody really knows. So as a result, to um, insulate investors' investment, for lack of a better um, term, uh, the, these these lenders um, are required to um, pad uh, their credit enhancement for expected losses, um, and that in turn is driving up cost of funds. So, but, and is there, is there something particular about American credit acceptance? I mean, what's their, what's their sort of, what's their market? What's their, what, where are they playing on the credit spectrum? Uh, yes. Yeah, so that, that is very important to distinguish. Um, American credit acceptance is primarily subprime, um, which is where um, rating agencies and just the industry as a whole kind of expects losses to be the highest. Um, so as a result, um, you know, over collateralization, um, their, their reserve account and their spreads are all um, significantly higher 
than their first um, issuance in 2020. And, yeah. you know, this isn't just um, something in the subprime space that we're seeing. We're seeing it in the prime space, too, just not as, um, not as drastic. Uh, Honda, um, American Honda Finance, they had a securitization this week, and they also um, saw increases in their expected, expected cumulative losses as well. Mm -hmm. For some perspective, the Hondas, uh, Honda spreads in their, um, in their deal uh, when it comes to um, um, actually their, their losses, uh, uh, I mean, is there, that was about a 25 basis point increase in potential losses. Um, whereas, you know, a subprime lender, a smaller scale lender like American Credit Acceptance, their spread um, was what, more than 500 uh, basis points higher. So that's, it's just, that's but kind on, of- But on super prime, on super prime, you know, credits, like, uh, like they're originating at, uh, at, at Honda, American Honda Finance, I mean, 25, 25 bips is massive. I mean, you know, potentially encompassing the entire uh, net interest margin that they're generating off these super prime loans. So it, mm -hmm. it's, it's a pretty significant number. Absolutely. Oh, I was going to say it is, and it's super um, uh, indicative of just the uh, COVID impact on capital markets. If even, um, you know, super prime uh, issuance like Honda's, um, who is also a very frequent um, issuer and heavily relies on capital markets, um, you know, they, they, uh, the reasoning is behind uh, their deferral program, which includes, um, you know, the option to give consumers relief to ex uh, extend their, their loan term. Um, and that was a pretty big credit risk um, that uh, Moody's uh, noted. Um, mm -hmm. And that's growing. So that's just something to note. For sure. For sure. I, I mean, this transition period that you're talking about, Joey, I mean, that's, I, I mean, this week uh, I wrote a piece about calling for a, a new cash for clunkers program uh, that uh, was instituted after the Great Recession. I mean, it, we, we need something to get this market going again. So, uh, I mean, that's, I, I think there's going to be uh, any such programs that can be developed is going to be beneficial to the market, uh, considering all this disruption. Absolutely. Uh, what is the uh, on tap for next week? So we've got uh, Hertz is the big story coming out next week, right? Um, what else are you guys looking at next week? So for next week, um, aside from Hertz, which we're keeping a very close eye on, um, you know, we, we are looking more into the securitizations um, in both the prime and subprime space to see how expected losses um, are increasing just to kind of get an idea of the trajectory of you know, the industry um, coming up. We also have um, some reports uh, with talks for um, some companies that, that actually do residual value. So we're looking at, at what they're seeing at or what they're looking at and what they expect um, in different segments of the market. And maybe some additional credit downgrades this week, perhaps? It's possible. <laughs> um, almost across the board, I think almost every uh, issuer is on some sort of negative watch, just given the um, environment, given uh, the deferral programs that are out there. Um, it's such a double-edged sword, those, those deferral programs. You're giving those consumers relief up front, but it is a long-term um, impact. And we're starting to see that become an issue in, these, in, the, in the capital markets, in these ABS deals. So 
it's only a matter of time before we start to see that maybe be more severe mm-hmm. and result in downgrades. Yeah. And I just want to add to that, um, you know, S&P and Coral Bond Rating Agency both released um, pretty comprehensive um, lists of specifically subprime lenders that they're looking at. On their watch list. <laughs> Excuse mm-hmm. me. Yes, their watch list. Um, and, and American Credit Acceptance is on that list. All right. Well, I guess their watch list is our watch list for the next few weeks. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, Joey, Nicole, thanks so much. Really a lot of fun and uh, very enjoyable. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you uh, next week and see you online at autofinancenews.net. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.